So, this is Nisha here. I'm going to put this out as a general podcast, I think. The days of kind of freebie podcasts sort of come to an end now because the Patreon group finishes today. And so now what's going to happen is that the people who are subscribers are going to get access for a substantial amount of time to the podcast, the, the podcast and the authentic and the star series, what I think of as the latter series. And I may, after several weeks, make some of them public, but I may never make some of them public. <laughs> and there's a really good reason for that. What I want to talk about is what I've learned in hosting a Patreon group, what I've learned about myself. The first thing I learned is that Alice Walker always turns up when I need a mentor. I really strongly leaned on two books of hers to create a series for Patreon. The first is In Search of Our Mother's Garden. And the second one is a book I read segments of a few years ago. I wasn't ready to read all of it, and I'm still not. It's called The Same River Twice, Honouring the Difficult. And both of those books have been incredibly pivotal. It's like other books I read during the pandemic, Taking the Arrow Out of the Heart. We are the ones we've been waiting for. She always rocks in. And it's it's funny because these, these books have been on my shelf for a while, and particularly in search of her mother's garden. And it, it hasn't been the right time to read it. Always trust that I pull the book off the shelf when it's the right time to read it. I've always lived a little bit in compartments. And this podcast channel is a little bit the same now. When I started the Patreon group, I did so because I felt that there was a little bit of a block on Patreon in terms of that I wasn't expressing my full my full work within my own Patreon community. I was always kind of choosing what to put out and what was the right time. I realized that that's a really good practice. Well, both of these Alice Walker books have thought me and and her journey, many other people's journeys have thought me, I don't want to make their mistakes. There are times where their lives have been very difficult to the detriment of their own well-being and their own health. And that is because I believe that the work that they've put out hasn't been integrated yet. And as a result of it not being sort of integrated or test run through the right people energetically, it means that the impacts of that on you as a writer and as a creator and as a person being in authenticity is too difficult. And there's another book, and I don't, I don't want to quote what the book is because I don't want any judgment of that person. But what they, they have shown me is that yet again, that I don't have the ability to do what I call splinching. I don't have the ability to change myself to match outside. That the people who are very close to me and who know me very well know that it's like this sort of ultimate task I've been given coming to humanity, that I always have to be my, my true self, always have to be my authentic self. I can't change that person to fit scenarios or fit situations or fit people, fit environments. I've often given myself a hard time about that because, well, firstly, I'm reading the energy in the spaces where I'm making choices 
to not match what's outside of me. It's an interesting dance because in, in listening to this other book, I can hear the, the challenges in splinching yourself, the challenges in essentially reading everything outside of yourself and matching that. And I, I often give parents a very hard time for the kind of mini-me's, the people who, who read as much as I do and who care as much and who see as much because I understand the cost of doing that. And I think at certain times in your development, particularly between the ages of 10 and 15, it's a very big deal to continually match outside yourself because you're kind of like, who am I? And also in that, you don't tend to find your meaning and your purpose for being here. And I believe that some of us come here with, with bigger meanings than others. Everyone has the potential to, to fit that brief, but some of us maybe don't have as much of a choice in it. And so if you're continually matching what's outside yourself, you're not finding that. But then there is an equal pain that I go through in the inability to do that in spaces, to, to morph myself or to write work or to create work or to create podcasts that fulfill the mainstream. And at different times I have gone through different journeys with that like I've, I've done mentoring in the business world and I've kind of really struggled to stay in my own integrity I've I recorded a lot of podcasts during the pandemic and what people needed to match the needs of the time just and I suppose I did that in a sense of um, survival mode for a lot of people because of what the people who were working for me working with me at the time what, what they were journeying through themselves but as I have refined and as my work has refined, I don't have the choice to do this dance. I only have the choice to show up as myself. But in order to do that in a way that's, that's frankly healthy, healthy on my body for me to look well, for me to feel well, for me not to be sick, for me to have something left of myself to show up for the people I love, in all of the sort of holistic considerations of it, to be in the world, many of the people, and I'm not going to name people because I don't want there to be any criticism, but there are so few role models for me who managed to do this dance of being fully in the world and not being of it. And one of the people who does spring to mind who I go back to a lot in that is John Lewis. And there's a part of his eulogy um, where an aide from his office speaks and if you listen to her speak that's like describing how I work with people and how I meet people and, and the sort of role I, I provide in life for a lot of people. It was a really striking speech to listen to and to hear so much of myself. But there were not very many people who managed to fully be in the world. Most people have to step off grid they, they write in a very isolated way and they really withdraw from, from society because it's too painful. It's too painful to take through all of society and to be within it. And that's, that's another part of the dance that I need to do. And that's another part of the dance that I actually hear in, in Alice Walker because she's the only person I've ever heard write about, you know, the kind of pain that goes through you 
because of news stories, because of what is happening to people that you don't know from Adam. And there are times over the last few years where I've just found it increasingly difficult to take through a very different version of the pain that's in society and not talk about it or not feel it's the right time to talk about it or that your your take on it is so different. Like I was, a part of me really cheered to hear Barack Obama speak what I have been ranting about for a week now to those close to me about the fact that we will search for five rich people but not look for 750. We won't respond to a distress call from 750 migrants. And that was a thought that I had almost immediately as this unfolded. And interestingly, one of my knees also had the same feeling on that. But it has taken a lot for anyone to actually verbalize that. And it's extraordinary to have someone of his position verbalize it for us. But I have notes written for a piece to write on it. And it's exactly that take on it. And I wrote that within hours of it happening. That was my instant feeling on it. I didn't need four days of a circus for that feeling to unfold. So yes, in, in hosting this Patreon group, I've, I've learned to stop giving myself such a hard time. I've learned to stop giving myself a hard time about my Patreon not being bigger than it is. Because frankly, it's so much bigger than, than other people are trying to be authentic. It's never a numbers game. I know that and I forget it and I still judge myself for it. I've learned to create yet another space within the Patreon to share the work that's not integrated yet, just with a very small community of people who do that journey with me so that I can then bring it out further. I've, I've done the same in creating the podcast channel. I realize that as I refine that it's okay that less and less people come to me, but that all the people who come to me, come to me for me to be me. I have learned that through hosting the group, that because I knew that it was Patreon's language that formed the group and not mine, that I knew that I would go through a certain journey in a kind of uh, a weeding out process that I didn't want to go through because I, I don't I don't like the the, the 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 supremacy, frankly, in weeding people out. I like people to find my door because they're ready. And I think I have a greater sense of what that being ready is. What it is, is it's to have a need to grow. And as I have become less and less able to splinch myself and to offer services or to be what people think I should be and to match that outer world and to do that dance as I have lost the ability to do that dance basically and that people can only come towards me what they're coming towards me with is a need to grow but the the first few weeks of the group there were a lot of other needs in the space needs that were selfish. There was a week that was particularly insightful to someone being outright racist, but not being so racist that they didn't even realize that they were being racist. 
I can't regret how the group was formed and the journey that it took because I've learned a lot from it. But what I have mostly learned is that I, I find it impossible to sit in a space where people just have needs for their own gain. That are packaged up or in whatever way that tries to make it look like they're doing this for somebody else. But ultimately they're not. That has an energy signal. And as the group has refined and truly stepped into the idea of growth and authentic self-expression and it being a safe space to present where you're at without that integration period or without any come back to your well-being, with it actually being truly supportive, with it being exactly what I am to everybody who enters my world. Why my being able to host a group and prove that, that that's possible in the same way as it was possible with my school or is possible with all the people I mentor or whatever word you want to use for me. I've watched everybody have a need to grow and that, that need I can fulfill and meet and match. And I have had less nervousness and it's, it's, not, it's not even anxiety what I take through my body. It's so difficult to describe to people. I take in energy through my body of environments and spaces. And this has become heightened over time now. In the same way as it's heightened for me to put work out and to, to feel the reactions to that. And it's this dance you do because you have to put the work out for collective consciousness to change. But you have to do that in a way that allows you to, to remain healthy and to remain holistic and to remain true to your values. Like there are, there are many, many words of, of Alice Walker's from these two books that have got me through. And even yesterday, I was only reading the journey of Zora Neale Hurston and, you know, she, she died in obscurity and poverty, having had you know, white money invest in her, but that came at a cost. And I haven't been prepared to to have people fund my projects, to have that cost to myself and my integrity and my work and the pureness of my work. So I have scaled back and had less needs and less materialistic needs in order to stay authentic for the last number of years. So it was interesting to read that. And this sense of what I explained to the group last week in this whole journey of, of the labyrinth and and I may just do a full podcast on the labyrinth for for the authentic space next week and um, you know it's 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 a beautiful journey if you allow it to unfold it's a journey that allows you to have a book sit on your shelf for a year and think well I managed to find that book but it's not quite the right time for me yet it's it's a journey that allows you to to find a book secondhand that you instantly need to read now. It's the journey that allows you to step into the world and host a group of people. It's a journey that allows you to have all the experiences in that, even the really ugly ones for the first, you know, three weeks that were in your inbox, and and still see those as a learning experience and still approach them as a learning experience. But it's it's a journey where you remain whole on it and you remain in your core and you don't suffer. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to suffer for this journey. I'm not willing to not love during this journey. 
I'm not willing to sit in spaces and morph myself into something to match there. But I'm also not willing to, to open myself up in spaces where the energy is just so toxic in this self-need that I'm like, why, why would I step in there? I know I know the, the impacts of me stepping in there. But I know that I can create a space where that doesn't exist. Even if it means, you know, one or two snotty emails to me. And, and Alice Walker talks about it in the same river twice. She says, you know, you can't step into the same river twice. Each time is different, different, and so are you. I followed love and joy, curiosity, truth, the twists and turns of the labyrinth, because I managed not to turn back or battered too disastrously by the boulders rising up in the river. You know, it's, it's this ability to, to meet everything, but to stay true, but to, to not want to dilute yourself, but also not to want to die in the obscurity and pain of others, and to learn how to, to be to other people what you, what you need yourself, the true authentic support, the unconditional support to learn to grow that slowly and steadily. To learn to take everything as an experience, to not make it personal or make it some reflection of there being something wrong with you. To learn it's okay to be sensitive and, you know, take the pain through. <laughs> not, not for days or hours or weeks. Not, not to be permanently living in such a suffering space. There's been an extraordinary correlation between mental illness and authentic in this group. Worryingly so. It's helped to really refine what I want to do in terms of... I think I, like I, I started this school with a very clear goal. I started this, this Patreon group with a, you know, the, the, my, my actual own Patreon page with a very clear goal about you know, separating out intelligence and literacy and I've seen that as more and more of a, a conversation on white supremacy and on Christianity and I've been doing a big journey in terms of my own druid heritage in terms of that but for me I've, 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 I've updated my own Patreon page now and for me, it's about finding the unity between us, that, in, that intelligence and that literacy. And I think that's the unity that a lot of the world is striving to find. We still write people off because they can't read. We still don't bother with them. But at the same time, we don't ask them what the page looks like. We don't present the very simple tools that would help them to read the page. We just want to, to pigeonhole people into good students and bad students, people worth bothering with and people not worth bothering with. For all of the people who are authentic and who are struggling in some way to be themselves, they have all had some judgment, whether it's a judgment in school or it's a judgment of their literacy or it's a judgment of what they create or it's a judgment of how they show up in the world or a judgment in and not being able to do these dancing rooms and, and match what's outside and splinch themselves, whatever those judgments are. And those judgments come at a huge cost, and they come at the cost of a label of mental illness and mental well-being. 
and I, I guess I don't ever take it for granted in myself, my strength and my mental wholeness and my physical wholeness. And those are very important to me. And maybe I have gone through very dark times or very limited times in the past through education when people have tried to, to push me into a corner and I'm not prepared to be in those corners anymore. But it's at the same time, you're not producing the work just for yourself. You're producing the work for it to be in humanity. But there is an integration phase that has to take place for that to happen. For you to not make others' mistakes. The very thankless space in that is that you may be doing that work often so that your ideas or your work or what you wish to change in the world will be assigned to somebody else. It will the words will will match what somebody else is thinking or they will turn up somewhere else in someone famous or high profile speaking room. But if you want change to take place, you need to lose ownership of that. If you want to really truly meet your meaning and your purpose and you want there to be unity between the, the concepts of intelligence and literacy, you want that more than you want your own fame of being associated with it. You don't want to meet students every week that are being written off. You don't want to meet a group of people who all feel that there's something wrong with them just for being authentic. You don't want to sit in a room and feel there's something wrong with you because you can't do the dances of expectation. You really like the world to have less selfish needs and not package those up as, you know, being for the greater good a bit like Grindelwald did. There's a massive difference between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. One of them went after power, and one of them stayed believing in school, and in education, and in students, and in that care of the next generation. So yes, I've learned a lot in the last six weeks. I've read a huge amount, I've taken a huge amount through I'm really glad I did it. I will launch it again, <laughs> but with my words, not with Patreons. I'm not prepared to, to redo what I did for the first three weeks with this group. I'm not prepared to have what I had in my inbox again. It's been a sense of me stepping into the world in a way that's not authentic to me anymore. And it's why I do have to wait now for people to come and work with me and to to want to have that, that, that burning desire and need to grow. <laughs> you can't be in my world if you don't want to grow, basically. But it's growth way beyond you. <laughs>